So I think while I was sitting there, I'm, I think I'm a lot like Brian. I'm putting down, a, trying to work through a lot of emotion. But I think I'm feeling that strong emotion because that overwhelming, all-encompassing love of the Father just washing over me that when I stumble and when I miss it and when I make a mistake, he is the soft place. He is the soft place for me. He so desires for us to grow up into him. To want to want to be close to him. I've recently, through a number of um, experiences with God, just purposing myself to seek him more. Um, God bless wonderful pastors helping to guide that path. Um, I've been studying a lot more on anointing, um, listening to um, Pastor Tracy Harris and listening to um, another minister's series on anointing and learning about what that means, what that looks like, what that feels like, and stand really a lot of it stands on knowing, knowing his love. And I got a sense at one point, I even remember coming to Pastor Brian's door, doorway of his office and saying, there's something coming. God is bringing me to a place where he's going to start to show me the depth, the breadth, the length, the width of his love. And that I best brace myself. And I was curious enough to say, okay, Lord, I humble myself. I submit myself to you. I open myself up to you. I want to know what that feels like. I want to experience it. We talk about what love is. We talk about that he's a good father. We talk about agape love, but do we really know what it is? Know it to the point that we feel it, tangibly feel it. Because when we operate in that kind of love, you see past everything else. You see past the flaws. You see past the mistakes. You see past their actions, their words, their flesh. You see past all of it. And you start to see their spirit. So I started... I started noticing over the next few days, weeks. It was, it is so hard to describe. For anyone else who's experienced it, please, I would love to talk to you about it. And I said to Brian and Nicole, the, the best way I knew how to describe it is when the Grinch stole Christmas. If you remember, at the end of the cartoon, there's an image of the Grinch. And it talks about how his heart grew three sizes that day. And it busted the frame that it was in. 
it was so big and so overwhelming, he just started to glow. That's the way it felt. That's the way it felt. I started looking at people differently. I started seeing them through different eyes. It was the wildest experience. People I worked with, people I saw on the street, my family. I started to get the sense that I thought I knew what love was because of how much I love William and how much I love Stephen. What I felt was nothing compared to that. Nothing. If my chest could have exploded, it would, it would have. And I, all I got was a flicker. All I've gotten so far is a flicker. What I want is more of that. I want more of that. I want to look at my brothers and sisters in Christ. I only want to see your spirit. I don't want to see the flaws. I don't want to see any of the missteps. My heart wants to love your heart in any way, in every way God asks me to. And moving in an anointing or in any anointing or in any spiritual gift, what's interesting is it becomes easier when you tangibly know that feeling. When you feel that overwhelming sense of, no matter what you do, Deb, I still love you. And I love you with a love that is so all-encompassing and so overwhelming that I'll keep lifting you up. I'll keep drawing you nearer to me, drawing you into more fullness, drawing into a stronger relationship, into a deeper fellowship. And the blessing that is Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole has helped me through that process. I won't deny, it's not easy humbling myself in front of them and saying, you know what, I might have missed it. (laughs) But what's great about them is no matter when I say, oh, I hadn't thought about it that way, they're just like my spiritual father in heaven, they're my soft place. That no matter if I mess it up, no matter if I missed it, they're there to say, it's okay. You'll know better for next time. I think Brian said it this afternoon. We sharpen each other. But the only way we come to sharpen each other is if we come into contact We have to come into contact with each other. So I can't know that I'm facing a question or dealing with something and then not reach out because they're too busy or I'm too busy or I I miss it or I don't think about it or I think I can step out on my own now because I've arrived. I haven't arrived. Big shocker. 
So during praise and worship, the sense I got, overwhelming sense I got was, Deb, you know what on that thing? You missed it. But I love you anyway. I love you anyway. And I love you so much that I'm going to pour out even more grace and mercy on you because your heart is seeking me. And just felt his presence as if he were just touching the side of my face and saying, baby, it's okay. I love you. I love you more than anyone on this earth will ever love you. And I'm always here. Say my Bible, please. You know what? What Deb is feeling is very personal to her, but it's also very corporate. What she's describing is the love that God has for each one of us, and that we are to have towards one another and Him. In other words, it's. Could you tell she felt it? Yeah. <laughs> was it was it a little obvious that she felt it? All right. But all she's doing is she's felt, what she has felt is the tangible love of God. And all of a sudden, when you feel that in that way, all you want to do is give it out and feel it more. And it changes you. It messes you up in a good sort of way. In a good sort of way. And James... Uh, let's go uh, to First um, Peter chapter two. <clears throat> says First Peter chapter two, and we'll do it in the New American Standard. Then I'm going to have you put it up, verse two. And three in the King James. It says, therefore, putting aside all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander, like newborn babies, long, long for the pure milk of the word, so that by it you may grow in respect to salvation, if you have tasted the kindness of the Lord. Now what this shows is, it shows us that we're, we're just a, you know, a lot of times we have malice and envying and all this going on in us and it's so common to the world that we don't stick out. It doesn't stick out that we have a problem. It just, what sticks out is that we don't have a problem because the world is wrapped up and eat up in it. And so what it's saying is, have, you know, humble yourself enough to the point where you realize what you have and what you don't have and the stuff you shouldn't have, put it down. Put it down. And then go on and like a newborn baby, have you ever seen a baby that's hungry? I mean, will they let you know about it? 
Will they, will they do anything until they get to that place? Until you get a bottle in their mouth and some food coming in, you're going to be hearing it. I mean, they're going to let you know. They're going to long. I mean, have you ever seen a newborn baby that gets mad because they ain't got it? I mean, I mean, it's like, first time I remember Abigail, first time I ever saw her, like, and I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> And I was like, your kid, you know, Nicole, get. And I was thinking, like, come out. But it was, I was like, whoa. You know, it was, it was interesting, right? And it was like, what? And shaking and everything. That's how a baby longs for the food. And that's how we should long for the things of God, for his word, which is simply a manifestation of him who is love. That's how we should long for the love of God because we want to feel it like what she's describing. And she's right. You're only tasting it. You're only tasting it and you know it in your heart that you're just tasting it and yet it's overwhelming. That's the all-in nature of God when we get to that place. But it comes, it says, hunger and thirst for righteousness. It comes when we get hungry for the things of God, for the love of God, and we don't let life trip us up and tangle us up and entangle us in all of its stuff. We decide. We just make a decision. Lord, I'm going to hunger after you, and I'm going to go after it like a newborn baby. I'm going to go after you like that newborn baby. Oh, man, people, if I don't get it, I'm a, people are going to know about it. I want you, Father. I want your love to touch me. I want your love to touch me like that. And I want it to touch me even deeper than that. And I want it to be all the time. And I don't want it to stop. And I want it to flood me. I want to be overwhelmed in it. I want when I breathe in to breathe in your love and nothing but your love. Now hunger for it. And what will you find? When that happens, when you hunger like that. Blessed are those, they shall be filled. And put up um, verse 3 in the King James. See if that one will do it. If you have tasted, if so be ye, have tasted that the Lord is gracious or the Lord is good. In other words, when you get a hold of that, this is what you're going to taste. When you hunger for the things of God and hunger for God to manifest himself to you and manifest himself through the word and let his love actually taste, this is what you're going to get a hold of. God is love. God is good. It's not just love because love, we sometimes can categorize that in so many different ways because we view love backwards a lot of times from what God actually is. But he put it like this. When you've tasted it, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And now let us back up one book to James chapter 1 and verse 17. Oh, thank you, Lord, for freedom. Thank you for freedom in this place. James 1.17 says this, Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, 
coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. I know many of you have heard me describe and teach on this verse before, but it's one of those that you should hear over and over and over again, and you should meditate on over and over and over again, because it describes the love of God. And the love of God is this. It's every good and every perfect thing. And I want you to think about this. You take out every good and perfect thing out of your life. And what are you left with? And it's not too great. That's who you were before God. Every, with every good and perfect thing removed. The ability to sit there and breathe, the ability to think, the ability to sit in a nice chair. All of these, every good from the smallest to the biggest, it all came from God. Every one of them. We ought to be praising and thanking him all the time. That's, but that also shows you just how much he loves you. He loves you so much that every good and perfect thing in your life, it's straight from his heart to you. Even in the midst of us missing it so much like we have. In the middle of all of that, his love is poured out that way. He says, look, here's my love towards you. In the, in the Old Testament, he says, I will love you with an everlasting love. He will never not love you that means unconditional giving a choice and a commitment from the creator of the universe to unconditionally give not give when you did it right but give to you unconditionally unconditionally a choice and commitment to constantly unconditionally give to you for all of eternity that's who he is and then it describes it right there it says and there's no variation to that when you taste the love of God, you'll taste it is good, it is pure, it is perfect, and it does not waver not one degree, not a tenth of a degree, not a hundredth of a degree. It does not vary. It does not change. And there's no variation or shadow of turning. It's like these lights right here. If I'm looking straight at one, his love is so pure and perfect towards me. And if I turn my face ever so slightly like this, shadows, if that light's there, shadows will form on this side. But with God, his love is so pure and perfect, there will never even be a shadow from turning from his love. He's just looking straight at you. And that's how pure and perfect his love is, and it will never turn away. And what is that love? It's the good, every good, every good, every good. Get that? Every, every, every good. Even the ones you hadn't thought of yet. Every good and perfect gift. That's who he is. That's what he wants to pour out on you. And I guarantee you my English is denying it, the fullness and the power of what it's really like. The only way really to get it across to you, I can pray it out in tongues and, and you'd have to get the interpretation. So, <laughs> But it's, it's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual thing. It's even hard to put words on it because it's so powerful and so big. Why? Because it's God. And he loves you with that today, right now. Let us hunger and thirst 
for that kind of love. Let us hunger and thirst for a God like that. Your Father. Your good, good Father. Your loving Daddy. Right now. So let's just, let's just bow our heads for a second as we close. And Lord. Yeah, Father, we just. We love you. Because you first loved us. Lord, let us receive your love on new levels and let us taste of your goodness in that love. Let us taste of your love in new ways. Father, I just ask right now that people would hunger for you on new levels and that they would taste more and more of who you are. Thank you. Thank you, Father. And just listen to this uh, for a second. One time years ago, I had an experience with God, and I had a vision. And um, what he did to me, I believe, and what he said he was going to do was he was going to let me feel his heart. And when he did that, let him stand up and handle that compassion and give it to people by your heart, by your will. Let them stand up and fulfill your plans for their lives and fulfill that person's plans because they were able to pull them out of the ditch, to break off the bondage, fueled by your compassion. Lord, let your love reign in their lives. Let your love reign. Let them be driven by your love. Let them be moved by your love. Let them be empowered by your love. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. And let the plan of Christ be fulfilled as the Holy Spirit lays out the path in front of each one let them take the steps in the strength of Christ to be who you've called them to be and to fulfill the plan of God and the destiny that you've called them to thank you Lord thank you Father thank you Father Oh, Lord, thank you for freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Lord, we believe it and we receive that. Thank you, Father. O repetesto, mopadeanamo, yatanamoso. Just a note, I'm going to, when the service ends, I'm going to, uh, anybody, when I was praying that last prayer, you felt it moving you on the inside. I want to talk to you personally. Okay? Lord, we just thank you for tonight. Holy Spirit, is there anything else you want to do? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Father.
Thank you, Lord. Is there anybody that needs anything, feels like I, you want me to pray for you right now? Anyone? One more time. Anybody? All right. Lord, we just thank you and we worship you. We praise you. Thank you, Father, for your love made manifest. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy and the purity and the fullness of your love. Thank you, Lord, that you poured it out tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Have a great night.